little boys had two little toys. Each had a wooden horse. Gaily they played each summer's day. Warriors both, of course. One little chap then had a mishap. Good evening and welcome to another edition of 48 Shades of Football. Uh, we're amazingly still podcasting after that debacle on Saturday, but anyway, uh, I'm joined tonight, I should say actually, when I say we're still podcasting, Paul is actually still still here. Uh, so, thank you for joining us tonight, Paul. Uh, make it sound like I'm a special guest. <laughs> I guess I did, didn't I? It's my podcast, right? <laughs> it's your podcast and you'll cry if you want to. <laughs> exactly. That should have been intro music instead, right? What did we go with? We also went with uh, Rolf Harris and Two Little Boys. Oh, so you're going to fill me up instead, are you? <laughs> no, it's because after after Saturday, I do believe you do have a middle leg. Um, obviously, two little boys have two little toys. Each have a wooden team. Uh, but as goes on, when they get to the army, there's room on my horse for two. So even after uh, maybe some 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 rants on Twitter over the weekend, uh, we're still here podcasting, yeah. Just shows I'm the bigger man. I, I mean, it just shows that uh, that yeah, football is not important. And uh, the bet we had about the loser having to do a forfeit. Uh, yep. So basically, uh, keep. I have, keep I have brought along the red and black kilt. <laughs> That's not happening. Uh, keep your eyes uh, peeled to, for the forfeit poll, which will be up on Twitter within the next well, sometime this week. Uh, obviously. Because I lost, well, when I say I lost, Songnam lost, but anyway, because I lost the the prediction and also the, the match, uh, there'll be a forfeit, so you have three options. Uh, please feel free to choose the one that doesn't put me in harm's way. <laughs> Just so you know, that'll be option two that puts me in harm's way, okay? Just so you know. One of which will be wearing a kilt. One of which will be wearing something in the colours of FC So that is not a kilt. Uh, or a shirt. Or a shirt. Um, um, or, or a shirt, definitely. Is it going to be a, a, a cravat or something like that? <laughs> it's going to be some gla- some sunglasses or some socks. <laughs> it's going to be your day hand socks from the weekend. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think we're, we're still to finalise option number three, but it's looking like it's either wearing something the FC so coloured, standing in the ultras in uh, the, the chicken farm, or maybe donating some alcohol to the much needed boys of the, the Diablos but it'll be up sometime this week Paul yeah yeah it will be it will be sweet okay so I guess we'll get cracking on I guess um, quite a lot to cover tonight there's been, been a lot of football over the last week hasn't there there has been yeah there's been FA Cup played and FA Cup drawn yep as well uh, there's been challenge games and obviously the classic games from the weekend I actually even went to a challenge game on Monday you did indeed, which we'll have an, an in-depth preview about. Yep. Um, there's been some W League as well, for those fans of female football out there, which uh, we'll, we'll give you a quick rundown on today's game. Is, is the phantom tweeter coming? <laughs> I love how his tweets are actually better and get more retweets than our tweets. I know. It's probably something to do with the fact that he includes photographs in his. But anyway, anyway, uh, so yeah, we'll do a quick rundown of that game. To be fair, he has been tweeting for a lot longer than we have. Uh, that's what she said. <laughs> um, we'll talk about the ACL that was this week, on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. Um, 
Paul's smile, I guess, would have been really big when he came in today, but maybe a little bit less big. Uh, I've resigned myself to soul crushing out yeah, at this round again. I think we'll see, but I think that's possible. Uh, we'll do some quick previews of the weekend. Uh, they'll be quick because basically Paul's not interested. <laughs> and True. Uh, if there's enough time, we'll throw in a rant at the end as well. Yeah. I guess next week we're gonna, we're, or this week we should be pre- previewing the the English Championship playoff semi-finals. We should actually love how someone tweeted back to Korea Racing today saying, "Go on Wednesday." Oh, there's just one third. Is that one third of us now? I've heard like one half of us now. But anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah. Good luck to to the to the mighty Wednesday. If there was a Korean playing for them, it would be all over Twitter. But there's not, so we're going to give you a quick rundown of that, I guess, as well. We will not mention although, the Scottish Cup final. Although it should, it should be known that Wednesday was the first English team to do well, the first English team in the, to do a, a tour of Asia in the mid in the modern era. Is that right? And they played a friendly preseason friendly in Japan. I don't know what year it was. But against, I want to say Tokyo Verdi. Is there a good Tokyo? There's a Verdi. Yeah, I can't even remember which team it was against. It was a, this was a long time ago. Was that in the 60s? 70s? No, was, I would say it was the 90s. 90s. So before Reverend Moon invented the Peace Cup? And before it was trendy for Arsenal and Man United to do it for to sell shirts. To, to, to sell shirts, yeah. Did they bring the Peace Cup back? Oh, that's a great idea. That's a fantastic idea. Not just because involved, you know, but like, it was a good idea, like. Well, surely the Reverend Moon will be resurrecting himself at some point. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it took the real one three days. I guess it takes him a little bit longer, right? <laughs> Bearing. <laughs> if that stays, I'll be amazed. Okay, anyway, let's swiftly move on to the FA Cup, yeah? Yeah. Okay. We each went to a game. Well, we were each present in a football stadium. Yeah. Whether I would really call it a game or not, I have no idea. Uh, let's be, we'll begin with the Songnam one, right? Because it was probably like really easily <coughs> the quickest one to preview. Yeah, sorry, review. As I keep still still doing. Um, we were yet again playing Young Youngnam University, which is now three years in a row. Uh, I think last year they took they took us to extra time, and. We won the game 2-0 by bringing on Kim Hak uh, Bum, by bringing on uh, Kim Do Hyun and Wang Yijo. This time the team was pretty much a bunch of reserve players, uh, with Im Chae Min being the big name, making his return from injury. It was one of the most boring nothing is games I've ever seen. In fact, probably the university team had the more clear-cut chances. Um, with about... 10, I want to see maybe 15 minutes left. Uh, they brought on Pitu and Wang Yi Joe. Pitu looked lively in the middle of the pitch where no one else had been looking lively. And Wang Yi Joe seemed to take up a, a kind of left wing role more than, than a striker. Uh, with about 12 seconds left until extra time, Wang Yi Joe picks the ball up on the, on the, right, on the left wing, uh, takes it by two men, cuts inside the box, looks up. Crosses it to Park Yongji, who slides it home from about two yards out. So it was literally the last kick of the ball, uh, and that saved us going to another 30 minutes. Still, it was boredom. It was better than last year when he did it in the first minute of extra time, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, so basically, uh, that was us 1 0 through to the last 16, but not exactly filling me with 
a lot of confidence that we have a deep squad. I definitely think Songnam have a good 12 players. But I think outside of that 12 players, I think we're really struggling to kind of find any, any real real talent. So yeah, it was disappointing, but we're through. And I guess at this stage, that's all that matters is, is getting through to the, the next round, I guess. Yeah. Paul, you went to Siam. Was that a similar story there? Uh, yeah. Seoul put out quite a strong team. Mm. And they were absolute rubbish for the first hour. They really were. I mean... It was kind of like the, was game. the first year hour or the first hour. The first hour. Okay, sorry. It was kind of like the game against Pohang the previous mm. weekend where they didn't bother turning up for the, th the first thirty minutes, and before you knew it, they were two 0 down to Tegu. Yeah, that was pretty surprising, right? To be fair, several Seoul, Seoul players were underperforming, uh, and the, the Tegu goalie was having a blinder. So, but yeah, uh, Adriano started on the bench. Came on after about an hour. Yeah. And proceeded to score four goals. Four goals. Take us back, take us past Tego in extra time. Yeah, I mean, he, he did score four goals technically in 60 minutes. Because he scored it the first two to take it to extra time and then two goals in extra time, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not like he came on in 60 minutes and scored four goals in the 90, but yeah, yeah he, he, I mean, like, it was pretty much the Adriano show. And one of them was a really sweet free kick. Mm, yeah. So. Um, so I guess I guess that that then coined the phrase Adriano FC. Not quite sure who coined that. Oh no, it was me. Um, so, um, were there any other talking points? I know that Forty Eight Shades were also present at uh, Jam Show for Elan versus Sung Kyung Young. Indeed, Sung Kyung Sung Sung Kyung University. Uh, obviously, Elan brushed them aside. That's Diablo Kelly Diablos Kelly's university. Was she playing? Uh, not this year. <laughs> she wasn't one of the, the. She wasn't up front. No. So uh, basically, so basically that game was another game that they went to extra time as well. Uh, and penalties. Penalties. Uh, I think it was one of the, the university team took the lead. Yeah. I believe, and then Tarabai equalised. And they equalise almost straight away. Yeah, and then I think there was a goal. Yep, there was a goal by Tarabai again, maybe in the extra time, and then they equalised straight away again. Yeah. So that meant it was two each went to penalties, and of course a university team versus a challenge team, the challenge team would score all five penalties, especially a team that's had you know, you know like the coaching um, that they've had. Um, <laughs> you be careful what you're saying, otherwise you're going to lose a listener. I'm joking, Dan. I'm joking. Uh, I was really surprised, actually, by just. I mean, I, well, I was surprised by the final penalty, which I guess we'll we'll, we'll get to in a minute. Um, but I think you know, like a lot of people have said that these university teams, you know, like it's really surprising that they can push, you know, their professional teams so far and so on. But these players are kind of at university on football scholarships, as far as I'm aware. Like, all they do is play football like four times a week against each other. Do you know what I mean? If, if, you, if you ever watch um, foot, football on Korean TV, whenever they make a substitution or introduce a player, it's always such and such a player from such and such a university. Yeah. And, and that would never happen in the UK, right? Because hardly in the match you go to university. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, I, I think they are, they are pretty decently fit players. I mean, 
maybe that's the only thing is when it gets to you know the extra time they kind of tire a little bit more than than some of the professionals do. But I think I don't think it's. I mean, there was quite the shock that the, the people are kind of making it out to be. The, the one guy was a Songnam keeper, right? Who was who was in the national team when he was at university, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think if we're talking about uh, a university team appearing in the English FA Cup, there definitely you may have one guy that's like could do a Jamie Vardy, or presumably not Jamie Vardy, but yeah, but, but it could be a late bloomer. But here it's completely different. But here they're they're definitely pros and yeah. And, and they're definitely like the future players, you know. Like they are, you know, like the the, the next of the future. Yeah, the well, some yeah. I was going to say the Wangy Joes or the or the Sun Young Men's or whatever you want to call them. They they, they call you hands, but but uh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Koyan didn't even go to high school. But that explains why he kind of looks like Clickers running up the right wing, right? Nor did Lee Chung Young. <laughs> they both. They both. That's why, that's why they both got an exemption from military service because they never went any, anywhere past high school. Uh, they never even went past middle school. They left middle school, joined FC Seoul. Oh, wow, right, I didn't, didn't know that. So they don't, they don't have to do military service because they never graduated to high school. So what you're saying is that you actually have to be slightly intelligent to stand on the firing line against North Korea with a gun in your hand? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that does explain why uh, Park Chun Young failed his, his police service last year then, right? Because he was thick. <laughs> Okay, so basically, uh, I got you the final. I, I got the penalties. I, I'm not going to take, take you through every one, but I got to. I think maybe the university missed one of the first four, and blah blah blah. I know Tarabai missed a penalty, and then upstep Glory, which I thought was quite strange to, to see a, a goalkeeper take one of the five penalties. But uh, it's something that the the, the university goalkeeper was was phasing. All with the Elan players out. He was like clapping his hands at them. He was doing like uh, Yu Sang Hyun. Is it your guys called? Yu Sang Hun. Yeah, Yu Sang Hun. He, he he was doing the exact same. The exact same as that. You know I mean to 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 the Elan players. But I was still surprised when when Glory stepped up. But he has the captain, I guess. Um, I, I, I'm surprised more goalies don't take penalties to be honest, because they used to take like blasting. Did you goal see Glory's penalty? I didn't know. That would explain why more don't take penalties. <laughs> I mean, they used to blasting goal kicks down the pitch. So they ought to be able to get a decent amount yeah. of power and a decent trajectory on it. Well, and the theory that I've always heard is that they know where to place it. They know exactly where it's difficult for a goalkeeper to get to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess Glory must have left his his uh, his uh, beads at home um, that day because it was it was honestly one of the worst penalties you'll ever see it was worse than the Pohang penalty I, I was just about to ask you that was it it was worse than the Pohang it was awful and the thing was you can't hear it on the podcast or see it sorry on the podcast but the university keeper was basically phasing him out by doing, by like, by doing like a cheerleader clap on the goal line yeah. uh, and it just it completely he, he completely bottled it uh, and I was really surprised that a, a, a keeper of his experience like blew it quite so, yeah, quite so bad. To be perfectly honest. Apart from that, were there any other upsets, cup sets, as we like to call there it? There were a few cup sets on the way. Uh, John Book, I think, were toiling against Anyang, uh, but ended up running out pretty comfortable winners in the end. Maybe four one or three one. Uh, I, I, I believe uh, there was a couple of close games between that. I think Jeju as well. But I guess the big one would definitely be that Pohang were have been removed from the tournament. Let's say yeah. Yeah. So Pohang lost to Giant Killers. Butch on nineteen ninety five. Butch on nineteen ninety five. 
which was, a, I guess, a pretty huge... At the steel yard as well, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yes, it was at the steel yard, yeah. And they, and they lost 2-0 as well. But again, Pohan maybe put out a half-decent a half team, yeah? Um, I have no idea if it, if it was a, a full-strength team or not. But yeah, but they, they lost, which is a pretty horrendous um, result. Jeju, yeah, Jeju lost at home on penalties to Guangzhou. That's right. Yeah. So maybe not an upset because Guangzhou are in the are in the the classic, but still Jeju losing at home is a bit of a, a bit of a tough one. And then Sangju also crashed out, right? Yep, to Dankook University, who have been rewarded, I believe, when we got the job. We'll have a look at it with that money spinner. So yeah, otherwise, nothing really big. I guess Ilsan overcame Dejon Corel. And I guess the other big talking point was the Pusan Derby. Pusan I Park against Pusan Transport. Yeah. Which I, I think went kind of much to form with Pusan uh, I Park winning 3-0. Yeah. And yeah, as it, uh, John Book ended up beating Anyang 4-1, but I do believe that at one point it was really close. And the Blue Wings only scraped past the, the yeah, isotopes. Yeah, but the Isotopes are a tough team. I think they they eventually succumbed quite heavily to Seoul last year or the year before. Yeah, they held. I think they held Seoul for for a little bit and then maybe lost it, maybe three or four now and then. Three now, I think. Yeah, but it was it was close for a while. So yeah, so a couple of I mean again, Incheon United, other classic team struggling against Chunju City, but eventually running out one 0 victors. Yeah. So the draw for the next round was made today. It was indeed. Should we uh, go so through some of the plum toys? Yep. While so, we're talking about it. so we'll have a look at the, the last 16 and then we'll look at what the potential last dates could be as well. Yeah. Okay. Just before we get on to the, the next round of ties, do you want to uh, talk about. Do you have a man of the match for that round for the FA Cup games? Or man of the round? Um, I would say the man of the round for me, the only game I was at. So that's all I can tell. Yeah. Would be Wang Yijo, yeah. purely because before that, before he came on, we were definitely heading for extra time. And after they came on, um, he was on the yeah. He kind of created the goal, made the goal. It was really his goal, to be perfectly honest. Uh, and yeah, I would say he made a big difference coming on. And who do you think I'm going to choose? I think you. Well, because you've said who do you think I'm going to choose, I'm going to say it's not going to be Adriano. Who do you think I should choose? Uh, I think you should choose Adriano scoring four goals. How can you not be the man of the whole tournament? But anyway. Because. Um, I'll tell you why. Definitely he scored four goals, but it was the introduction of the substitute Shim Uyun. Oh, okay. Who's the guy that all Seoul fans hate because of when he left Seoul for Chon- Chonbuk. Yep. Made some disparaging comments. Uh, and Adriano come on a few minutes before him, but it was really him that c- coming on and going up as like a a big target man up front that changed okay. and made them effective. He was the one that set up Adriano's first goal and if he hadn't have done that, and I, I don't think another player could have done it, uh, I don't think Sol would have won. But okay. him setting up enables sort of the pressure to drain off and then Sol started playing well. Uh, he was playing as a big target man, winning every header, as he'd done against Paul Hang at the weekend when he won everything but no one could get on the end of his yep. header. So, so I'm going to pick him as the... the main difference okay controversial I'm sure well if, if it's that controversial maybe you should uh, go in and at the Blue Wings <laughs> oh I'm so looking forward to your forfeit <laughs> it's a one time thing isn't it nope 
There's four games. Well, what the way we're playing, there might be three games, but anyway. <laughs> four games plus an FA Cup game. I'll, we'll talk about it right now, but I don't think that's going to happen, right? All right. I think. Okay. So, so who have you got in the next round then? Uh, so we got the victors of Seoul Eland. So basically, in the it could have been uh, KFA Cup Cup. Uh, we play Eland, but unfortunately, due to Glory's pathetic penalty, uh, we play Song Kwang Jung Jung. Song Kwang Gun. Song Kwang Gun University. Yeah. Which, on paper, is an easy tie. In reality, is not right. So. I mean, we should overcome them over over ninety minutes. Hopefully, Kim Hatbum will get some sense and play a, a stronger team than they played in the last round. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, the, the shock of them that them beating or knocking out Eland will be enough to kind of make him grow some sense. Uh, Seoul got a home game against the Police. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which should be a, a, an easy overcome. Not easy to overcome, but it should be a tight overcome. Uh, I, mean, I guess it'd be like the, the Tego game, right? Yeah, they'll put up a fight, but theoretically, Seoul's quality should yeah count. I mean, the police have a couple of good players. Eh? They've got Namjoon Jae from uh, Songnam, but and I, I mean, I've watched them play. They're a good team coming forward, but I think definitely Seoul should should definitely uh, see their way through that one pretty easily. Yeah, as we discussed earlier, uh, Dunkook University. Uh, the team who knocked out Sangju, Sangju uh, have been rewarded with a game against uh, Jombuk. Yeah, so this was originally a home tie, but I, th- I believe they've switched it. Yeah, I believe it's been switched already. Yeah, so the originally it was a home, but we think it's been switched to uh, Jeonju. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess if we look at uh, the team that knocked out Pohang. So Buchon, who did Giant Colors Buchon get? Uh, they got the Kyungju Citizens. Okay, so you should be seeing Buchon in the next round. You think so? At least there'll be one one Diddy team in the next round. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh, and I guess the other news is that uh, Suwon Blue Wings got last year's K-League Classic uh, Playoff Losers Pusan Eye Park. But they got it at home. Had it been in Pusan, that could have been a dodgy game. But I think you're looking at the, the Blue Wings should win that game easy. Yeah. And so, so I guess just to go through everyone that's left, uh, John Am Dragons, they got Yongan City. Yongan City, yeah. Uh, Incheon United against Taejong Citizens. That's a pretty big one with their history, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, they played last year four times. I don't think there was any problems, but that's still, I guess, it could be a bit of a face to win, but it'd be a, a cup, a cup game. And then Ulsan against Guangzhou. Yep, so the old, the old Kelly Classic match. So Ulsan Guangzhou, okay. So you want to make some brazen predictions right now? Uh, on paper, two of the semi-finalists will be Chumbuk and Seoul. Okay. They've both got relatively easy ties for this round. And they've both got doable ties for the next round. Well, we kind of went a little bit ahead of ourselves there, Paul, right? For those of you who don't know, uh, when they draw the last 16, they also draw the last eight. Yep. So we know who they will play in the, in, in the next round, right? Yep. So, so I guess, so we'll beat the police, then who will they beat? John Nam or Youngin. So, John Youngin, probably. Yep. <laughs> okay, yep, so I would agree with you. That would definitely put Seoul in the semi-finals. Yeah. Okay. Uh, John Book, obviously, 
they played Dunkirk University, which they will hammer. Excuse <coughs> uh, me. And then that we see them then play uh, probably Buchon. Yeah. Which you would imagine Buchon and by that time are not going to beat another kid of classic team. So again, both got home home ties. So. Yep. Because I would agree, yep, that in that case you're looking at Seoul and John Book being two of the semi-finalists. Okay. We obviously, as we said, have the university right near Suwon. Yeah. Um, if we beat that Suwon university, we then play Suwon Blue Wings, as long as they can overcome Busan Eye Park. But unfortunately for us, that one is away. So that's going to be in probably in Suwon Stadium. Where you always do quite well. We always do quite well, yeah. So I would, I would take us to probably go through that one in penalties. So I think we could see ourselves in the semi-final as well. Which would then leave the last remaining games would be basically Ulsan against Guangzhou. Probably going to take that as being an Ulsan victory because it's at home. And they would then play the winners of Incheon Dejon. So you're looking at probably, almost certainly, an all, an all classic uh, last day. Yeah. And we say Ulsan will be in the semi-final. So I think this year's semi-finals will be Seoul, Jongbuk, Ulsan and Songnam. That's a pretty tasty set of semi-finals. And even if, it, if it's not Songnam, it will be Suwon Blue Wings. So either, either one of those four is still like four of the top six teams in the Classic. Indeed. Alrighty, so... <sighs> It's that time of the night, is it? Yeah, time to get on to the... the time we go on to the, the big one? Oh, God, here we go. Okay, so it's time to, to review uh, the weekend and the Kaylee Classic. Uh, obviously, we're going to spend 10 seconds on every game. Isn't that right, Paul? Yep, indeed. Okay. Okay, so basically, uh, first up, on the Saturday, we had Ulsan against... Uh, Pohang ended up being nothing each. Five. Move on. Move on. Uh, does anyone even remember this? Because like we were that busy uh, following around Yatap. Um, the other game on the Saturday was the Suwon Derby. First Suwon Derby. First ever Suwon Derby, uh, which I guess went the way that probably most people thought it would go. Like the Blue Wings won it two one. Um, they took the lead midway through the first half. Uh, Santos, who's begun, who after being kind of poor last year, this year seems to have found his kind of goal-scoring form again. He was like, uh, what he was like the golden boot two years ago. Yeah. Um, Suwon City pulled one back, oh, sorry, pulled it back. Uh, just about twenty minutes left. Kim Byung Oh, who, who literally is career's Jamie Vardy, right? Who's playing in the National League a couple of years ago. Yeah, and is now in the classic. And then I know Soccerway has uh, the Blue Wings winning it with a Yong Ki Hyun goal, goal, but I believe I read on Twitter that it was an own goal. Yeah, I think I saw it as an own goal as well. Because so, I believe that, that the Blue Wings were a bit ropey in that game, right? They yeah, got a bit lucky, I heard. Um, bumper crowd, did you see what the, what the attendance was? It was supposed to be full, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be full, but it was, I think it was just under 12,000. I think it was less than was at the Suwon Songnam game. But then at that game, they, were, they actually crowded in the back of the Temple stand as well. 
Because I think they've learned. I think they've closed that now. But uh, okay. Uh, do you know what the the ratio was between Suwon and Blue Wings fans? I I actually don't. But I'm going to assume it was probably not fifty-fifty. So I'm going to assume it was probably like something like seventy-thirty. I'm going to assume that was the reason why you really didn't want to go to that derby in the end. <laughs> I think going to I think going to that derby, you know, at the big board would be okay because it's really properly segregated. And if you get a ticket for the you know like the away end, you're in the away end. If you can take it for the home end, you're in, in the home end. But I think at Suwon Civil Stadium, I don't really see how they can segregate. I don't, the gates, you just flick a, a latch and the gate opens. Yeah. So I would imagine that had you been at that game, yeah, you'd have been sitting right next to uh, Blue Wings fans, jumping and cheering and celebrating. I'd consider going to one at the Suwon Civil Stadium if it didn't clash with the Seoul game. I mean, if if the Seoul Sunderland game hadn't been on, I'd have went. Yeah, I think I would have done as well. But I think I would have to have been really careful where I got a ticket. But I don't think, unless you went in the the the, the Suwon FC temporary kind of stand, temporary stand with all their main guys, I think you'd be surrounded by Blue Wings fans anyway. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that they've been a. But then, yeah, I think you'd, you you would probably find yourself in amongst all the. Solo down there in a couple of weeks, so it be interesting to see what happens then. Well, as I said, I mean, like we, did me been there, we'd be a huge crowd uh, in the in the way end. So I'd have to imagine Solo like fill it like the way end as well, and probably more. You'd have to imagine. But it's good to see them get out. I mean, a team that was playing in front of what like a couple hundred like fans and a couple of sheep they just like three years ago, and now. Pulling in like 12,000 at the stadium. They didn't even have to get Hello Venus to do it. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't. Speaking, I guess we'll go into that in a minute, right? Yeah. When we get to where you were on Monday or what you were up to on Monday. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on briefly to Sunday. Did you see any games on Sunday, Paul? Um, I. Did I? I might have done. I can't remember. I watched uh, so much football over last week that. Yeah. I, w- I did actually watch the Sangju Incheon game. I, I did watch. I did watch <laughs> part of the Sangju game, <laughs> which was incredible. Like Incheon raced into a two-goal lead after 25 minutes, and then literally just looked like they'd never seen a football mm. before for the remaining like 70 minutes. They were atrocious, and Sangju ended up winning 4-2. Um, and I think when we come to the Man of the Match award, it's going to be difficult to, to, to see beyond Park Gidong, to be perfectly honest. Uh, he scored two and set up Im sang uh fourth as well. He he had an amazing game. Uh, I checked it. I think he's... I'm not sure. I think he's John Am, I think. I think, I think he's from. Uh, but he had a pretty pretty good game. Which... Did you, was it the third goal they scored? That was a bit controversial, right? Um, well, he, he scored a couple of controversial goals this season, but was it really that controversial? The whole six second was that the third Sangju's third goal. I don't remember there being much controversial, to be honest. There was one goal where did I miss one of the goals then? You must have because the the Incheon goalkeeper got penalised for not releasing the ball within six seconds. So that must have been the second goal then. So I, I don't remember that. So Sangju got a, one of those free kick, indirect free kick. 
in the edge of the area. Okay, that must have been the the first or the second goal. I, I actually don't remember that. Um, which amazingly I don't. But no, definitely. No, uh, Parky Dong's definitely the third goal was not that, and the fourth goal was a fantastic goal. Yeah, must have been the the second goal for Sanchez. But what do you think about that? We've seen a couple of. Well, the thing is, it doesn't normally. It doesn't really normally end up being a goal because they they just normally lighten the wall and the goals. You know what I mean, uh, I think I think with this one they kind of obviously you don't remember it, but I must have missed it completely. They took they basically took a quick free kick I think well not not a quick free kick, it's a medium free kick. So while while Inchon was still lining up the wall, okay, they tapped it and shot it in. I definitely didn't see that. So the goalie was like wasn't ready and it must have been the bathroom at that point. I was watching this game back because I must have been in the bathroom. Okay. But I mean, we've seen a, a few of these cracking down on time wasting, which I support generally, but it's just inconsistent. Well, I, th- I think that's the problem, you know, that the problem is uh, you've started watching things now, right? Yeah. Uh, and for example, we'll get to when we talk about Son Nam So, yeah. but there was at least one opportunity, uh, one, sorry, one occasion during the second half yeah. where Ko Johan was edging up the uh, touchline, taking a, a, a throw in, he stole at least four or five yards. He took at least four seconds to take it, but there was nothing done about it. I'm not saying there should have been anything done about it, but it's like, I think it is that lack of consistency. I think it is that idea of, I mean, I'm not complaining about that, but what I'm saying is, after the John Book... You and me outside now, pal. <laughs> yes, but I mean, after the Suwon John Book game, it's like, well... You need to do it with everyone then, right? Right. Or you don't, do you know what I mean? Right. Uh, and it's that, I think some referees are interpreting it as something completely different. And in, I mean, anyone that's watched Osmar for any period of time will know that often when a goalie's got the ball, he's standing out with his fingers going like one, two, three, yeah. four, five, six, trying to indicate to the, the ref that the goalie's taking too long. But that, that's something else that I think what we that should be a straight yellow card. I, I, I've said this for for years, uh, talking to Korea Racing and like, other people as well. And I think if any player, if there's a free kick, if there's a challenge, and any player brandishes a fake yellow card at referee, yeah. they should instantly receive a yellow card. If I was the head of UEFA, FIFA, whatever you want to call it, that's the first thing I would bring in. If you brandish a, a yellow card, you get one. Where, where do you? This st- really annoys me. Where, where do you stand on uh, when, let's say, a weak shot's gone through to the goalie and he doesn't pick it up, he just dribbles it into the corner of the area and waits for, waits for the, the opposition striker Penalty. to go up to him? Because it's, it's not technically a foul, but it's definitely non-sporting behaviour. Yeah, penalty. I would, I would love... <laughs> In that situation, penalty kick. I would love to see it one time if the opposition striker just didn't go forward and that, let's see if they, if they actually stand there waiting for five minutes yeah. waiting to come to it. Uh, the thing is... But I mean, they, we know that a lot of rules were brought in to kind of stop time wasting, like the pass back rule in the first place, yeah. when you had teams you know, like passing back from like 60 yards or you know stuff like that. But I think players have found other ways it kind of like waste time, and time wasting is always going to be in the game. Yeah. But I think, uh, yeah, I think you, you do need to kind of like crack crack down on, on on these things, but but be consistent when you crack down on. I still disagree with the Suwon fan. Who's, who's I think still writing about Shinsegi, he deserved a, a second yellow card. His first card was a yellow card, he was wasting time, second yellow card. But then you see players in the Son Am Sol game 
doing the exact same in both teams yeah. doing doing the exact same and not getting cards you see persistent fouling and not getting cards yeah and it's like you can't do it in one game and just decide not to bother doing it at all in the next one yeah just just a one last comment on this Sangju Incheon game you talk about back pass to the goalie from 60 yards mm. and I noticed at one point in the second half Incheon had a free kick on the edge of Sangju's box mm. And it passed it back to one guy, then passed it back to the goalie. It was ridiculous. And they were losing that point as well, yeah, right? Yeah. And Sean, they're doing this amazing promo coming up soon. We're coming at Vietnam Day. Okay. I'm not really quite sure what that's on, what that entails. Uh, but because uh, they're trying to tap into in the East Asian market, um, but in China. For me, they're just they're, they're they're all over the place. They're it's like they've already resigned themselves to getting relegated, to like rebuild themselves and they and 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 it's interesting to see that their uh, their Vietnamese players made the Viet- Vietnamese national team for the upcoming games. Because I think it's just because he's playing Korea, even though he's not. Even though he's not. Obviously, news hasn't filtered back to Vietnam that he's out breaking the terms of his contract and not actually playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess last up, we have uh, Jeju versus Jonam, another. Disaster for for Jonam. Uh, I didn't actually see this game because uh, it, it wasn't on uh, terrestrial TV or cable TV. It was actually only on Sport TV Plus, which I guess is a, a cable channel I don't have. Quite like Midnight Blue and um, Red Hot Silver. I don't have them either. <laughs> but uh, also, I, tr- I did try to watch it on on Naver, but um, I don't know what's happening in Jeju these days. But the fog is insane. It was belting it down with rain, wasn't it? It was belting it down originally, and then there's just this fog came down, and literally I just got bored watching that because I couldn't even see what what was happening. Uh, they, towards by the end, I turned it on again when it was two 0 and at two 0 you you couldn't actually see the fans in the stand, yeah. so, so I just stopped watching it. Um, so I don't know what happened, other than the one three 0 But as far as I'm aware, it was quite deservedly so as well. Yeah, I think so. They've, as we discussed, I think last week's podcast, they've really unearthed a, a gem in this Marcelo. Um, and rumours are going to sign Jonathan. Well, so I did see Miroslav put a tweet up yesterday that was uh, translated by three or four different people and different ideas. Um, and apparently, what Jeju have said is, is they put up a, up a, a notice. And I know it's saying, don't be concerned about Karanga and. Like Karanga's gone back to Brazil. Yeah, Karanga and the other one. Don't be concerned. Moses. Moses. Yeah, don't be concerned that they've gone back to Brazil. There's not a problem with Jeju, the club. We are stable. Uh, but they've gone back for family reasons because it didn't work out in Korea. And we are looking at players to, to replace them. And Jonathan is one. John, I said they were in discussions with Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. So, but where did he go? Didn't he go to Japan? I think, yeah, I thought so. So, why is this? How can this contract have been thrown up? Know, Japan's a bit weird because uh, was it Hade Song and someone else went from Beijing to FC Tokyo and they're not even playing in the reserves at the moment. Yeah, I don't know what's going on over there. So it looks as if they're in discussions with Jonathan to sign him, I guess, in the summer. Yeah. Um, also, I guess we're on the topic of signing. Uh, right now, uh, Pohang have completed Ali Abbas. As okay. we said, the defensive midfielder, and they're in um, advanced talks with a, an ex-under-17 Brazilian striker. 
So I looked at Pohang. Uh, I guess are, are, are splashing. Well, what you say, splashing the cash. But at least if Pohang are, are kind of looking at, at strengthening their team, and obviously Jeju are are realising that they need to strengthen their team as well. So I guess it could be a bit of a a bit of a difference. Like uh, come the summertime, I guess those two teams could be making a push up the table, which is hugely worrying for me as a Songnam fan, to be perfectly honest, because uh, we just don't have the money to do that, yeah. So, yeah, and then that leaves two more matches in this round, one of which has been played in a couple of weeks. Uh, yep, so John Book will play against Gwangju on June 4th. Uh, that game was postponed so that John Book could go over and play Melbourne in the ACL. Yeah. And I guess the other game... Was the one we were at? Uh, well, only in body. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, we had had this great idea about Joe tweeting the game from the same game that we were at uh, but it kind of didn't really quite work out quite as I think Miroslav called it um, like, quite as fun and entertaining as uh, Miroslav had first maybe tweeted it was going to be uh, during the day I had kind of realised that yeah I was on my way down with a but with half a carton of sake uh, both in me and in my bag um, and so I tweeted and said, maybe Miroslav should follow, maybe you should follow Miroslav for, for tweets instead of us. Um, and I think, yeah, it was a, oh, wow, it was like a, it was a, it was a pretty depressing game from a Songnam fan point of view. Uh, the score was 3-2 to Seoul, and that's pretty much about all I have to add. You must have been happy for most of the game, well, most of the first half. Well, so this okay. So what basically happened was uh, Ju Sejong tripped, fell over his heels, and the ball stumbled across the goal line. Oh, okay, I'm joking. Okay, uh, Ju Sejong for for, for Seoul cracked this. Uh, he probably easily stoppable if anyone thought he was going to shoot a uh, shot. I don't think anyone expected it was a shot. I mean, it was from nowhere. So had the ball in the middle of the pitch. It fell to him. No one was was pressing him. Space opened up and he cracked it. I guess yeah, yeah. And it kind of, but it, it would have been savable, I think, had Kim Dong Jun been thinking about saving it. But yeah. I don't really think anyone thought he was going to shoot. Yeah. So I don't think anyone really expected a shot that early in the game either. And that's where, like, three minutes in, I mean, you're like, I mean, I was, I was still, I was still, kind of, singing, singing songs at that point. Do you know what I mean? Um, Still trying to get the sake open, way. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I can't work that twist cap. Um, and I think actually, I'm fairly certain that, and I know this. If you look at Sport TV's highlights on on the replay of of that goal, you actually see me turning round from my beer, going what, <laughs> <laughs> and then seeing Dehan run away, and then profanity. <laughs> but you actually do see because. The ten percent wasn't that busy, unfortunately. So you actually do see this schlock of grey hair, like kind of turning around and and, um, and uh, kind of procrastinating. Um, we're probably not going to agree on the rest of the game from that point. So I'm going to give it from my point of view, and then you can agree or disagree. And I think it's the best way of doing it, right? Okay. Uh, I think from my point You're of view, wrong. it was a shocker. You're wrong. Whatever, shop. You're wrong. <laughs> shop. It was a shock for Songnam, but I think we regrouped really quickly, uh, and I think. I would say we we dominated the the rest of the first half. Okay. Um, 
the goal, we pulled, we pulled it back level after 17 minutes. Kim Tae-yoon, yeah, I hadn't heard of him either. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I had to ask three times who, who was it that scored. I, never, I hadn't heard of him either. Uh, he, he got the goal, but I would just like to say at this point in time, uh, you, Hyun, thank you. <laughs> I love you, man. You're a legend. The worst, he has to be sold. You made this guy your vice captain, just to like, just so you. I don't know if you remember that or not. Yeah. You made this idiot a muppet your vice captain, and he's cost five, six goals already this season. Uh, harmless ball came in. I think it was Thiago crossed it in. Probably Thiago crossed it in, uh, and Yushan just what, what did he even do? He kind of like he went to he didn't wait, did he get punch it? Tried to catch it, right? Yeah. But but punched it, but, but behind him. <laughs> I, I don't know how he did it. Anyway, he basically flapped at it, dropped it, and it fell to Kim Tae-yoon, who couldn't believe his luck. One metre in front of the line. Yeah, and he volleyed it into the top of the net. <laughs> he did his best to miss. He did his best to miss. But you can see when he pulled up his shirt to celebrate, he had to put it back down again because his FC Soul shirt was shown. Um, he did do his best to actually try and miss it. At that point, Osmar did his best captain impersonation by screaming in Yushan's face that you see on the replay. He just runs and like, as if you are an idiot. Um, and then there was a distasteful incident, right? So, yeah. So, it, it, for some reason, all the Songnam players ran off the pitch to a pre-packed banner yeah. and celebrated with this rolling jubilee banner. On the pitch. Yeah, on the pitch, It's yeah. about two, three metres inside the, the touchline on the halfway in, line. In fairness, I, I only saw this based on photographs, so I don't really know, because I, I was too busy cheering and celebrating. So yeah. I, I wasn't actually looking at what was happening on the pitch. Yeah. So when you tweeted uh, they should all be booked, I thought they had grabbed a 300 banner from the, from the fans for yeah. uh, Kim Do-hyun. I didn't realise it was an actual fact, just a rolling jubilee banner, which is disgusting. There's no excuse for it. If FC Seoul scored against us and ran and got a GS banner, I would be the first on the pitch with a, with a, like a, a can. Do you know what I mean? So uh, it's disgusting and there's, no, and there's no excuse for it. It was terrible. I don't care if Roland Jubilee is this charity organisation and every time you score a certain number of goals, they give money. I don't, I don't care. Like, that was something I don't want to see. It was terrible. Um, but on the good news... Uh, then at this point the only Brazilian on the pitch or the only Brazilian who was playing contributing anyway yeah. uh, Thiago picks the ball up 30 minutes in not quite sure what happens dribbles inside the box and lets loose for this amazing shot that somehow beat Yuhyun so let, let's start this <laughs> I think somebody passed it back to Yuhyun mm. and he kicked it and it was a really weak kick and it went sort of about two thirds away to the centre circle, where I'm not sure if Tiago picked it up. I'm not sure if Tiago picked it up or if someone passed, did a very short pass, but he basically picked it up somewhere around the centre circle mm. and he dribbled it around various sole defenders towards the edge of the right hand side of the area. Looked as if he was going to cross, yeah, and then realised Yushan is standing on the on the six yard line, yeah, <laughs> someone's going to score, yeah, but oh, it was <laughs> I mean. Yuhan basically made two errors in the same play, but, same but passage of play. They, you can criticise Yuhan for that, and you definitely can. But that was, it was a great goal from 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 Thiago. But what was Yuhan doing standing so far out of the goal? He made it. He, he the keeper should close angles, not not right. not give him 
just shoot behind me. Right. Uh, it was unforgivable goal, goalkeeping. It, it was probably worse than the first goal. It was skill from Thiago to like score the goal. But he shouldn't have left the door open. Right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, at that point in time, yeah, things were going well. Things were happy. We were. I was. I was seriously thinking. There's only one team going to win it. Too often have I thought that. And that's not, in, that's in not some, what you tweeted after the first goal. In the Soul games. After the first goal, what did you tweet to me? Tweet or text? Uh, text. Yeah, text actually. Cacao. <laughs> which um, I retweeted. You'd have to remind me. Something like there's only one team that's going to win this. Mm -hmm. We're going to get hammered. Yes. That was a one nil, right? Yeah. Uh, at one each, I wasn't convinced that we were going to win it. At two one. I... Anyway, we'll discuss when I knew we weren't going to win it, right? Okay. Um, so at two one, Wangy Joe then gets two shots, or uh, sorry, uh, two chances to finish off the half. Yeah. One usual and I guess saved. Second one, Wangy Joe put into the side netting. I think it was actually the other way around actually. I think his first one he plays in, in the side net when he, he should have finished the game at that point. Yeah. And then the second one, I think Yuzhan redeemed himself and flicked he did it. one good save. Yeah, he flicked it onto the post for, for a corner, yeah. So it goes in half time, 2 1. Um, reminiscent of going in half time 1 0 uh, in the last time you guys get me tantrum. And then Kim Hakbum made the exact same mistake again. Second half. Let's not bother pressing this team that we're all over. You can disagree with me about being all, about being all over, but we were creating chances to, to finish the game. Yeah. The game could have been over by half-time. It could be 3-1 by half-time. Whether they've been deservedly or so or not is, is, in football, irrelevant. But second half, two minutes in, I knew so we're winning it. Um, came out second half and, defend, and tried to defend a 2-1 lead for 40 minutes. Sorry, 45 minutes. That's what he did. And that's why, right now, I'm going to tell you that my man in the match, for you guys, was Kim Hagbom. Okay. Because, moron for doing what he did. And it's not the first, it's the third time he's done this. He did it in the 1-0 game, uh, when Park Yong-ji scored, uh, scored the winning goal. We scored it just before half-time, and he defended for 45 minutes. Yeah. And he did it when Adriano scored two goals, he make it 2-1 and basically knock us out of the, of the chance of winning the league last year. And he did it again this time. And I knew, when I went to each, there was only one team going to win it. So, so how did it go to two all? I went to all by Adriano being the only person to play football. Well, the other, so basically, I don't know how he got it. He, he, he kind of worked his way into the box. I'm not really sure how the, what he, I'm not really sure how he actually got it. Yeah. But the, the ball kind of flicked up and it's bounced up, at, so he's about four yards out. Probably, probably on the edge of the six-yard box, yeah. I would say. And as the ball flicks up, the Sonam defender um, palms it with his hand. Yeah. Blatant, blatant penalty. Uh, at this point, Adriano pauses, hesitates, will I claim a penalty? Uh, the, the Sonam defender reckons he's given away a penalty, because he has, so kind of slows back, and Kim Dong-jun kind of thinks, well, it's a penalty. And Adriano keeps playing and, and slips it under under Kim Dong Jun and yeah, got the just reward for, for being the only person to play football. Yeah. And and, and play the whistle. Plays the whistle. Yeah. And at that point I think I might have stopped tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> well I said one more tweet after that, but anyway we'll discuss that tweet later. <laughs> but um, but yeah, 
So that was five minutes into the second half. That was. So you so basically Seoul took the lead one uh, three minutes in and then equalised like five minutes in, right? So that idea of like someone um, not being aware enough to start either half uh, positively. At that point, you didn't really get the feeling that from two eights that we were then going to go on and score two goals and make a 4-2. Uh, at that point, uh, Kim Do-hyun is already tiring. We know he's only got about another 15 minutes left in him. And yeah, at two eights, it was never going to be anything else other than two eights. Of course, the referee made, made sure of that when he flagged Wang and Joe incorrectly offside at two eights, which would have made it 3-2. But anyway... And then when he did the same to Ko Yuan, which would have made it 3-2. Yes. <laughs> or 3 all. <laughs> or 3 all, yeah. Uh, I think the, the referee, the linesman, they were atrocious. Uh, I did tweet that later on. I wasn't actually having a go saying Sognam lost because of the referee. That may have been the way I came across with like, so much beer in me, but I was actually seriously saying this is one of the worst referees I've ever seen. Uh, he was all over the place. Peter was fouled every time he got anywhere near the ball. Uh, and as I said b- before the podcast started, I think it was Takahagi for, for, for you guys. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I, I, I was Takahagi. Uh, every time he got near the ball, we fouled him. Every time Peter got on the ball, you fouled him. Yeah. Not, not you personally. So then uh, I guess all that had to happen was for Ju Sejong to prove that um, he can score goals from two yards out as well, right? Yeah. Paul take us through at that point. I, I threw a can of beer at the pitch. Did you? <laughs> no, I'm did, joking. Did a uh, basically, it was a, it was similar to Adriano's goal. It was a bit of a stromash in, in, in the box, and I believe he, he popped it in from about three yards out under Kim Dong Jun. I think this time, right? Adriano put the ball under Kim Dong Jun's arms. That, that was, was the, so that fun. was the goal where it, it was sort of crossed in from one side of the from one side of the six yard box. And someone's one of the sole players swung and missed. Yeah. And it dropped Chu Sejong and he, yeah, he banged it in. From like three, four yeah, yards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then basically after that, the next 20 minutes were played out. Like no one gave a shit, basically. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a hugely tough result to take and a hugely tough game to sit and watch, stand and watch as well. But massively important if Seoul are going to make a decent challenge on the the league title yeah I think I think it probably if you, if you now look at um, pains me to say this but if you now look at, at Songnam's first round so the first round so the first 10 games are finished yeah um, obviously there's 11 games but you know what I mean like the first 10 games are done yeah uh, we've had we've had 4 challenges so, sorry 5 challenges that we would have to overcome if we were going to win the league yeah uh, but the two biggest ones were probably Seoul and John Book and we lost three to at John Book, and we lost three to at home. So, and I think that probably over the course of the season is going to kill us. So now, definitely cementing third place is, is is what's more important for us now. Not first and second. Who cares? Right now, we have to cement third place and make sure that we can pull away from the other teams. And then if you guys slip up, John Book or so, then we'll take advantage there. Well, John Book's obviously John Book's a game down on everyone else, but they still haven't lost. But they perhaps lacking the killer instinct they've had in recent years. They are, but I still think they have the players that they can outscore anyone they play. I guess when you say they're second in the league with a game in hand, and they've not been playing well at all, have they? No. So, so if, they, if, they, if, they, if click, they click, if they click, they'll run away with it. Or if um, they get what edgy back at in a month or so. Well, that's the rumour. He's coming back in, in June, right? 
because Louise is leaving, not Lopez. No, that's probably the yeah. Louise is leaving. Louise was the guy that was there last year. Yeah, because yeah. Lopez is the one who played in the ACL this week. Yeah, from so Louise, Louise hasn't. Um, it should be noted as well, just to put that result into perspective. Again, I'm going to cry, but had Songnam won that, we would have been top of the league. We would have been um, two points clear of so, and you guys not playing this weekend would have meant we'd have went five points clear had we won. Instead, no matter what happens this weekend, we will not have caught so. Okay, challenge at the weekend. Uh, no idea. Let's move on. <laughs> there were games Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Um, I went to the one one of the ones on Monday. Uh, did you go through the results, of others? Uh, yeah. So uh, Dejan played Youngnam. Uh, Dejan won that one three one. Uh, that was on the Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I guess Paul Paul Neat will be getting happy these days. I think he's a big Dejon fan. Yeah. Um, goals for Wanderson. Wow, he was in your dream team last year, right? Yep. Uh, Cho Ye Chan, Kim Dong Chan, and then Christian Danalashi, the man who everyone is looking at to see if he can if he can cut it in Korea so we can buy him and bring him to the classic. <laughs> Basically, uh, the police took on Anyang, um, and again they won two one. I guess. Uh, that's kind of put them back to the top of the league. And there was a bet between the mayors. So I, I saw a picture of the, the Anyang mayor wearing an Ansan shirt in his office. Which is why I really came up with that idea of that crazy forfeit of me of me wearing what you like to call the FC Soul Kilt, which is going to get you killed one of these days. Um, Pusan. Uh, Pusan went, uh, were, were home to Chunju. Uh, that game finished 2 1. Goals from John Sakwa and Milos, I guess. Well, yeah, a last-minute winner from Milos. How many goals has he got left until his contract is torn up? <laughs> <laughs> and then two games on Monday. Yes, let's take it through the one that you were not at. Okay. So that was Elan versus Daegu. Yep. Uh, last year's top of the table clash. Two Brazilians scored. Tarabai continues his goal scoring, uh, scoring, opening scoring for Elan, and then Paulo Sergio, my tip for the next star in Korea, even though it's 38. And then the last game, which is the one I was at. It was Buchon Gangwon. Yeah. Um, first thing to note, there was actually quite a decent crowd there, I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess Buchon on a Monday night, uh, I guess the special Nori banks are all closed. Well, when I said decent crowd, I mean, it obviously wasn't massive, but it was more than I was expecting. It was, was it, did it, Top a thousand? No. Did the top Hello Venus? No. I mean, it was what I would say, probably six, seven hundred, maybe. I mean, in, in fairness, like in a Monday night, in the rain. Wasn't raining. Just to say it was raining because that makes your point. It was right. cold. It was cold. But I mean, that's not a bad crowd. I mean, it's not a great crowd, but it's not a bad. I crowd. mean, what, what was the crowd at Eland? So the official crowd was eight hundred nine at, at Pujon. Okay. And the official crowd at Eland. Well, they usually get like, a, a, a thousand plus, right? Yeah, One thousand four hundred. So, so fifteen hundred, right? That's but not bad given the the relative. Not a bad, not a bad crowd for Pujon, given if you, relatively speaking. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're sitting third on the table, so they're maybe going to start seeing fans coming back as well. Do you mean, I actually like Pujon. I have, a, I have a lot of time for them. I think that's the first time I've been back there since the. Uh, the infamous Hello Venus and 24 cans of beer day. Um, 
I still, I still get headaches thinking about that. That was one of the worst drinking sessions of my life. Uh, you want to talk us through the game then? Seeing as you were there? Yeah, um, Puchon were entertaining. Um, Wagininho and Lukian play well, played well. Uh, Better than the Piranha? Uh, yeah. I spent that 90 minutes trying to remember who their third forward was <laughs> last year. The Piranha, because I remember Almir and I can remember Lukian. I was thinking, who the hell was the other guy? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I actually turned up five minutes late because it took me a while to get there from work. Uh, and I got in there, got some libations, settled down, and as soon as I did that, Puchon opened the scoring. And then after that, Kangwon, who were above Puchon in the league at that stage, or prior to, prior to this game, they basically hammered the Puchon goal, but their striking was very wasteful. Mm-hmm. And the, the Puchon goalie made a couple of decent saves. Um, just before half time, uh, Puchon scored a second, and I think they were still celebrating when Kang went down the other end and got one back. So a goal each for two of the Brazilians on the pitch. At that point, at half-time, I think Kang won took their Brazilian Matheus Alves off, and after the, uh, in the second half they didn't really look like scoring at all. Okay. So it was no surprise when Lukian scored a third, sort of ten minutes before the end. Um, yeah, it was an entertaining game. It's hard to believe that Puchon had beaten Porhang, who had beaten Seoul yeah. within sort of a week, but that's, but that's good to see, football, right? I mean, again, this Wagonino player, I've seen that he seems to be, he's the one who, who, who looks like uh, Adriano from a distance, right? I think that's what I tweeted at the time. Yeah. Uh, so he's got the same call, he's got very, th- Adriano's got very thin legs, hasn't he? Mm. So from, from the distance, because obviously Puchon's got a running track, so we're miles away from the pitch. You can see a sort of a little bit of an afro and these thin bony legs, and he's got the same running style as Adriano. Okay. Except when they uh, put his photo up on the, the big screen when he scored, it looked like bloody Rio Ferdinand. Okay. So we'll 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 send the, the the last ten seconds to the editors and see if we can about that on the podcast or not, right? <laughs> okay. So so that was yeah. So basically after after uh, round nine, I guess or ten. We have the top of the table is the police. Uh, then se- although we probably can't call them the police for very much longer. Uh, then second is Daegu, third are, are Puchan, and fourth are Gangwon. Yeah. And Eland struggling to keep in touch with those top four, aren't they? Yeah, three points behind, but definitely not where they would have wanted to have been come this point in the season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so I guess we'll swiftly move on then to, to the ACL. Otherwise, we're risking getting this podcast into extra time. We're already in extra time. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there was two games involving Korean teams. We had John Book went to Melbourne and Seoul went to Japan. Yep. The positives of going to the away games or playing away games first meant that you had won your groups. Um, so John Book and, and Melbourne uh, looked to me, I, I saw parts of that game, not much of it, but it looked to me as if they were playing uh, by Blackpool Beach. Yeah, there must have been like about five hundred seagulls on the pitch. Hitch- Hitchcock film. <laughs> it was insane. It was like I couldn't watch the game for the birds, and that's not the first time I've said that on this podcast. <laughs> but a different kind of bird. <laughs> it was pretty bad. All the, the seagulls flying around yeah. it. it was really difficult to it was watch. Really to watch. Um, basically, Melbourne took a really quick lead, um, and John Book equalised. Pretty quickly afterwards, yeah. yeah. And then nothing really happened. Nothing, yeah. Uh, Brescio, the guy who did score the goal, I probably got his name wrong. I'm sure if you're listening, I apologise. Brescia. Uh, he had 
at least one glaring chance second half header ball was swung in and he headed it wide really should have hit the back of the net and I believe uh, Kim, uh, Edon Gook maybe I can't remember who it was like, towards the end of the second half for John Book had a pretty, a pretty good chance didn't really look as if he had the desire to score it to be honest yeah. one each coming back from Melbourne into John Drew got to imagine wouldn't be surprised if Melbourne scored but got to imagine John Book will have enough firepower to, to score more John, John Book will be happy with that right they've got yeah. a way goal Got the way go and just know that they basically just have to win at home to to kind of and Australian teams don't travel particularly well to show to Korea. Didn't Melbourne win in in Seoul? One each. Okay. Sydney won in Pohang. Ah, okay. But then again Pohang were absolutely woeful that night. Uh, Sydney got a draw in Shandong this time around. Yep, yeah, after after taking the lead as well. And so that game's finally poised as well. Yep. Advantage Sydney, I guess. I think Tokyo 1-2-1? One, 2-1 two, one. Two, one against Shanghai. But that was a home, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so again, again, nicely posed. Yep, nicely but, poised. Poised, but looking as if Shanghai could be the victors in that one. Okay. And so I guess Shandong... Shandong would, would have been at home first, right? So yeah. Sydney looks as if they would have gone through. Yeah. So you could have one Australian team, one Chinese team. And I guess we'll look at Seoul's game in a minute. Uh, so I guess on the Wednesday, Seoul played Urawa in Japan. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't see any of the game, although I did see what can only be described as a hit and hope flick goal. The, uh, the goal, it wasn't even hit and hope. It was let me cross it in. Oops, I've miskicked it. Yeah. Oh, it's gone in. Yeah. I mean, if people, I know people have to promote things on Twitter, but calling that you know amazing half, like amazing volley. Or whatever, no, it, it was a he he miskicked it. Um, it was an amazing cross from the right wing all the way over to the, to the left wing, and the guy didn't break any, he just ran on, he didn't break break pace, but it was a definite foot goal. Um, that's all I saw of it. I have no idea what else happened. I'm sure you watched it though. Uh, I was actually watching it on the subway, so my stream kept cutting in, cutting in and out. Um, definitely for the first hour or so, Sol were poor, really, really poor. The passing was all over the place. Uh, that's not to say they didn't create chances, because they did, but the shooting was diabolical as well, so they were just wasting. So, I mean, they had shooting chances, but you could never say that was yeah. a half chance or a yeah. chance of a goal, because it's just uh, terrible. Um, Dayan was hooked at half time, they brought Pak Young on, didn't really make much difference, uh, as far as I could tell. Uh, again, it was only probably the last 10 minutes when Seoul really started hammering Uruawa, Uruawa mm-hmm. and they were sort of attack after attack after attack, same as when they were chasing the game against Pohang, and you could see the risk of Uruawa breaking and getting a second yeah. on the counter, but luckily that didn't happen. But there were several uh, counter-attacks when Uruawa had a man over, and for whatever reason they didn't man- manage to make, make the most of it. But again, Seoul had one of those days where nothing was working out, and... I guess they could have played another 90 minutes and not scored, which is yeah. what I fear will happen next week. Yeah, but that's what I was going to say. Like, it does look as if that's the way it's going with like, Seoul's ACL campaign. Blistering start, 6 0, then 4 1, you know, and then just slowly but surely it's like, do you think teams have cottoned on that Adriano's on fire and then my mark them? Do you think it is the loss of Shin Jin Ho? Uh, do you think it's 
I mean, Adriano. Do you think Takahagi was like overwhelmed being back in his hometown against his old manager? Mm, I thought Taki, Takahagi played quite well. Um, I'm not his biggest fan, to be honest, because I think he's a bit like he he tends to do. Um, he's a bit like Lazar. He's like he'll he'll do flashes of brilliance mm. and follow up with Pap to finish. Okay. Uh, yesterday, Adriano had one of those games where he would like. Uh, what was that game the other week with criticising where he wasn't really up for it? Uh, yeah. The game where he should have headed it rather than trying to do a fancy volley. Pohang. Is that Pohang, was it? It's Pohang. And his, again, yesterday, he's like, he was running here, there, and everywhere, but he wasn't really. He, he didn't really have it. He wasn't really up for it, shall we say? I mean, I guess if he doesn't score against Uraba in the next round, I guess that's going to limit his chances moving, right? People going to think, oh, maybe you can, maybe you can only do it in Korea, yeah. Um, what do you think? How do you how do you see it? Do you see you guys going through? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what what did uh, Urawa do when they came to Pohang? Do you remember? Is that? Uh, I think they drew both of them. I think didn't they? Because Urawa didn't look particularly. They got absolutely humped last year against Suwon. But they, they took the lead against Suwon, and then Suwon beat them two one. Which wouldn't be enough for, for Seoul. It wouldn't be enough. So that's the worrying thing for me is that Seoul didn't get an away goal, so they need to they need to, they need to uh, score two, right? Well, need to score two more than Urawa do. Yeah. And I'm not sure that's going to happen. Well, I guess we'll, we'll bop those games out next week. Uh, yeah, next Seoul's is next Wednesday. So I guess we'll maybe preview them in a little bit more detail on for the next podcast, maybe. Oh, we'll just wait and review them, yeah? We'll yeah. make a decision on that later. We'll do one or the other. <laughs> we'll do one or the other. Okay, so I guess that the final thing to do is a, is a quick uh, list of previews for the weekend. Paul, as I said, you have no interest in this because so are taking the week off. Yeah, they'll be playing Cheju in a couple of weeks when I'm not here. I specifically chose to go away for a weekend when there are no Seoul games and they rearrange one for that weekend. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay, so we'll, we'll go through them quickly, I guess. Uh, Seoul now are away to Sangju. Um... <sighs> So now I need to bounce back in that one. It's really important that they bounce back in that. Jeju have made ground upon us quite a bit. Uh, so I'm going to say we need to win that one. Yep. And I'm going to say we will win that one. And of course you'll be going. Uh, actually... One of your grounds to tick off, Sean. That is one of my grounds to tick off, but I don't think I am. I haven't made up my mind yet. Because I actually quite fancy going to the big board to watch Suwon versus Osan. Because I think that's going to be a cracking game. Uh, Osan have been all over the place but I think they have the potential to destroy the, the chickens in that one so I might go and watch that in the, in the way end again same points they're both on the same points but Ulsan 3 wins 3 draws Suwon 2 wins 6 draws yeah so if, looking at it I think that one might be a bit of a taste game. so I'm going to go and watch that I, I might go and watch it. I don't know I'll make a decision tomorrow at some point so you want to go and see Pak Kidong in Sangju I actually wanted to go and see that game. It was one of my ones to go and see, but just... Uh, Although I actually did come off with a dodgy ankle, so maybe you won't yeah. play anyway. And I'm just not sure I'm, I have the time to go there, to be perfectly honest. It's a 2pm kickoff, But I do think Sonam will win it, so I'm going to say a, a way win. Yep. Uh, Suwon Ulsan, I'm going to say draw. But we'll say okay. score draw. Uh, then we have the Jolla Derby. Uh, John Am playing John Book. I believe John Am have moved the stadium for this game. Yeah, Sun John. Sun John. Okay, uh, I don't know how, how that will affect things. That's a 3 pm kickoff. And not a 2 pm. Uh, I'm going to say John Book need to win that one 
you know, after not playing last weekend, with Seoul not playing this weekend, it's a, it's a chance for them to kind of like get themselves back, you know, like as a you know, like back in front again. Yeah. Um, so I think, although history in that game, they're always pretty tight. So draw. There you go. And we're going to be controversial and see a score draw. Okay. On it's Sunday, and we have uh, Pohang hosting Suwon. Uh, I think Suwon are now in complete freefall. Yeah. Uh, Pohang going to run out easy winners in that one. If Incheon weren't so poor, Suwon would be bumped before too long. Yeah, yeah I think Suwon are in freefall. They started well, but unfortunately, um, good friend of the podcast, Adrian Lair, he's not a friend of the podcast, I just follow him on Twitter. Uh, I think, yeah, I think. You guys are going to kind of shut up shop pretty soon because it's it's looking it's looking a little bit precarious. If if, if John Am kick on soon, Suwon are going to find himself in the playoff spots, which is not what I wanted to see. Uh, and the other game you mentioned them, uh, Incheon hosting Guangzhou, seventeen uh, 0 Guangzhou, <laughs> with the Patriots scoring all of them. <laughs> yeah, Incheon. Uh, I think you have to wait another week for your first victory. Okay. And we say Guangzhou a way win, which is another reason why Suwon need to stop stop the rock pretty quickly because Guangzhou have bumped up a three point gap, yeah, much longer, and they're going to be four or five points clear. And then Seoul playing Suwon in two weeks. Uh, Seoul playing Cheju in two yes. weeks. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, I was thinking. Really, it's pretty quick. Well, we actually are putting Seoul in two weeks. Strange enough. After just anyway. Uh, moving on to the classic, I guess. Um. We have a couple of games, obviously, uh, on the Saturday. It's the beginning of the 7pm kickoffs as well, which I find quite strange. Yeah. I don't think it's quite that, quite the need for it yet. But anyway, uh, we have Chunju versus uh, Dejon. Hmm, Dejon, we win. Yep, Chunju a rank. Um, Paul, agree, disagree? Agree. Okay. Buchon versus Busan. Gonna be an interesting game. Gonna be an interesting game. Gonna be a tight game. Senad will be there if you want him. To, if you want him to get him to live tweet it. He's told me he's he's, he's developing into a Puchon fan. He goes to all the Puchon games if it doesn't clash with Seoul. Oh really? That's what I do as well. Maybe me and Senad are the same. Have you noticed that you don't see me and Senad in the same place at the same time? It's like Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson. <laughs> Which one are you? Uh, the one that didn't die is. Anyway, <laughs> we're not going to escape this podcast if we, if we continue down that road. Yeah. Uh, next up, so we all, yeah, Bukbuchon, Pusan. Draw. Draw. Mm, Anyang, Eland. Uh, that's an interesting. If I don't go to Suwon, I might go down to Anyang. Maybe take take the missus down. I don't know how to treat a girl on a Saturday night out. <laughs> Let's go to Anyang, dog. <laughs> uh, that's going to be an, a home win. Eland, uh, yeah, I'm. Um, I feel, I feel, I feel for them, but I think this season it's not going to be a good one for them. They, they should be romping this league with like Tarabai, Beluso, and Jumin Gu, but none of them are really clicking. Jew's uh, injured, isn't he? Yeah, allegedly. And Beluso doesn't really look the player he was last year. Uh, on the Sunday, we have two games. We have Daegu versus Gangwon. It's kind of like a top of the table clash, top yep. four clash. Yep. I'm going to say Daegu home win. Okay. And then Kyungnam got a good chance to get above zero points with a, a home match against Koyang, who are also pretty poor. Yep, so I've got, if Kyungnam win that, they would officially be uh, on non, non-negative points, right? Yep. So, yeah, I'm going to say home win. That's enough, that's enough of, a, of an encouragement 
I think, for me. Okay. And uh, we've gone on a bit long, so have you got something for a really quick rant? Um, nah, I'll leave it. Okay. My only rant was about ultra fans in, in Korea, but I'm sure they can wait because I'm sure they'll just piss me off more. Okay. So I'm sure I'll be ranting about them later on in the season. Okay. Um, I don't have anything particularly to rant about this week. So. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll skip the rant and we'll keep it for another week. My, my ultra no. fan rant will, 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 will grow arms and legs anyway. Nobody likes a moaner, right? Uh, that's what she said. Okay, something for outro music. Uh, something money.